This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you just about every single Saturday morning to help you navigate whatever's going on with that ride of yours, whether you're cruising around with something going clickety-clack or clunkety-clunk or maybe that oil change sticker that's supposed to be in the window fell off and there's all kinds of lights on in the dash. You don't know what to do. Speaking of lights on the dash, my truck, uh, the other day I got out in there and still haven't checked it yet, but the brake lights on, the ABS lights on, the traction control lights on. Too busy at work to take a look at it, but the first thing I'm going to do is pop the hood and check and make sure my brake fluid level is full, because that could be something that simple could turn on all those lights. So whatever it is that we can help you do to navigate owning your car, fixing it, selling it, buying one, you know, is it worth fixing it or should I just go get another one, you know, sell it or keep it, whatever it is, 602 602- Two seven seven five eight two seven. It's six zero two two seven seven K T A R. If you like to text, you can try that at four one one nine two three. And maybe we'll start a tradition and take callers early, like we did last month or last week. Last week, I should say. Who knows? We might do that. So, if you want to call in, now I've been talking. We've got a reprieve on the weather. Been down in the eighties. It's been a little chilly, but I think. Carrie, the weatherman, I think the weather's over. We're done, right? Yeah. So, Mother's Day is going to be 101 tomorrow. And so then yeah. that's it. Well, we have some 90s at the end of the week with some rain coming in, perhaps. But yes, basically. But that's other it. than that, it, that's yeah. it. So, yeah. you know, as I talk about a lot and talking with customers in the shop, and, and we, when, you know, we, we look over a car and we find things are wrong with them. Now, that's going to happen. I can find anything wrong with any car. The question is, do I really need to fix it? And the answer, you know, of course, is a lot of the times, you know, you got to define the old Dave Ramsey thing. Need, want. Do you really need to fix it? Should it be fixed? You know, you can have a dent in the car. Do you need to fix the dent? No. But if you want your car to look nice, you should fix it. Um, but back to 100 degrees. So oftentimes through the winter time, as we're finding issues with people's car, and maybe they don't want to take care of it right away or something that's really not even critical. Like we say, hey, this is something we need to watch, but we're going to watch it. We're going to do just that. We're going to monitor. We're going to observe. We'll check your next service. Or we say when the temperature is 100 degrees out, that's the trigger. That's got to be the trigger that sets things in motion to fix some of the things, whatever it may be, if we've been talking to you about those things in your car. And in that same thing, we talked about 100 degrees. We talked about air conditioning a couple weeks ago and the proper way to service the air conditioner. Uh, Sometimes it's a two-step repair because it's really not a repair the first time. That's a service to get it going, see if it works, find the leak if we can. You know, um, last week we talked about batteries. Used to be back east. The first day we got a freeze, man, that's when the tow trucks were busy. Every battery was dead. Now, here in Phoenix, it's 100. It's not going to happen on the first 100-degree day by any means, but it but it's going to happen. You know, those batteries cook. It's the heat that, that kills them out here. So in that same spirit of 100 degrees, I want to talk to you a little bit about tires. Tires are the same kind of thing. Once you're out and about on the freeways, not happening yet, but I guarantee you once we've had a few days or a few weeks over 100 degrees, you're going to start to see more and more and more scraps of tires on the road. And sometimes you'll even pull up and you'll see a car, you know, you're a quarter mile or a half mile back and you see this car over on the side of the road. And as you're approaching, there's tire debris everywhere. And then inevitably, as you pass that car, it's sitting there with a flat tire. And, and let me tell you, besides the inconvenience of a flat tire, you there's you it can go really to hell real quick, you know, on the freeway. You could have an accident. You know, I had my experience and my wife had the experience in our excursion with the with a rear tire blunt. Thank God nothing nothing horrible happened there. Uh, car load of people. 
you know, spinning on the freeway and hitting the wall and stuff. Um, but not only you could have an accident, if you're lucky not, not not to have an accident, you might just tear the heck out of your fender well. We've seen cars where that, you know, that tire tread starts to come loose. And before you can get pulled over going 65 miles an hour down the freeway, it is destroying everything underneath the fender well. We've seen wiring harnesses ripped out. We've seen the gas tank filler necks torn up. So... If you've got, I was going to say, if you've got a car with tires, well, every car's got tires. If not, you're you're in big trouble. But I know on two of my kids' cars, I've bought eight tires in the last four weeks or so. Claire's Prius. I noticed the other day, we've been monitoring the tires, and I know the way she had the wheel turned. You know, that's a great way to check your tires, by the way. When you park or pull up home, instead of parking with the tire straight, crank that wheel full lock. Hard left, hard right, doesn't matter. Because what it's going to do, it's going to expose the front edge, or the front tires at least. You're going to see, if you got the wheel turned all the way left, you're going to see the entire tread of the left tire on the front half. And on the, on the right tire, you're going to see the entire tread of the rear part of the tire, if you will. Um, so what you want to look for when you're looking at is consistent wear all the way around the tire. You don't want it to look like there's, you know, feathered edges or scoops or chunks or anything taken out. You don't want to see any cracking around the sidewall versus where it transitions into the tread. You can inspect for that. But then you can also measure the tread depth. There's a tool that we use to do that, measures the tread depth, but there's a couple little secrets and some stuff built in, if you will. If you look at your tire in between the treads every so often on the lowest part, there's a small little hump. Well, that little hump, and if you've got tires that are worn down, you'll see that little hump measures at about two thirty seconds of an inch thick. And that's pretty much your tire is completely worn out. So if your tread is worn with that little tiny hump in the middle or in the, you know in between the treads every so often, your tire's shot. The tire's worn out. Used to use we'd use a penny with Lincoln's head. You could stick the penny in, and if you could see the top of Lincoln's head, your tires were worn out. Well, we went backwards. We went to George Washington. <laughs> we went back to the first president, and and we use a quarter now. And you put your quarter in there, and if you can see the top of George's head. Your tires are too, there's not enough left on them. So in Arizona, we're talking tires three to four, 30 seconds of an inch of tread life remaining is a time where you might want to consider you're in the neighborhood of replacing them. Well, and then there's also, we talk about the time frame. You know, there's a born on date on your tires called a DOT number, Department of Transportation. A good portion of that DOT number is the serial number of the tire. There's a lot of stuff built into there for the um, for the manufacturer date and for who made the tire. So when the carcass is found, they can they can figure it out. But the last four digits of that tire code, and sometimes you have to look on the inside of the tire. And I mean, not the inside, literally the inside, but the inner side instead of the outer side wall. Um, that date will say like 2305. That would mean the 23rd week of 2005. Well, if you've got those numbers on your car, you're in bad shape. We're talking six to ten years right now on tires. There is some some debate in the industry on what the right time frame is on the tires. But you can't go just off the birthday. You've got to go off of everything. So we'll talk a little bit more about the tires and when the right thing is replacing. Do you need an alignment when you replace your tires? Maybe, maybe not. Your tires will tell that story. We'll talk about that in a minute. 602 277 5827, and if you want to text 411 923, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale, and I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. 
this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurt's. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and we are here helping you with your car, talking a little bit about tires. You know, what's what's my trigger for tires? And 100, 100 degrees is what we're really telling people. If you're in the neighborhood or in the market to be buying tires. Now, you know, I said I kind of have this phrase I use is they don't owe you anything. So, you know, if you're trying to squeeze the last bit out of your tires, I get it. You know, not financial situations. Everybody's position is different, but also depends on how you're using the car. I mean, if you're putting around town, you go to church and you go to the grocery store twice a week, and then you know, or get your hair done once or twice a month, and your grandma cruising around. You know, maybe some tires that are a few years older or not a hundred percent perfect. That's okay, but you got to talk with your shop. That's where this relationship model comes in. We want you to be comfortable. You know, we're going to talk, and hopefully your shop will give you that right advice and not just rubber stamp everything. Oh, your tires are this age. they got this much left on them. Boom, four tires. You need an alignment. And the question is, do you need an alignment when you got four tires? Not a bad idea to protect the investment, but if those tires are wearing smooth and perfect, cars not pulling right or left or anything like that, steering wheel straight, you maybe don't really need to do an alignment on the car. But back to the again, back to the tires. You know, I, I put tires on Claire's car. They they were worn down in the front. They needed it. I could have probably you know got a few more. Maybe got to middle of July on the rear tires or so. But why mess with it? You know, if you're going to take your car on a road trip, again, the last thing you want to be screwing around with the tire and figuring, oh, I'll, get, I'll get them when I get home. I'll get a couple extra thousand miles out of it. Maybe one of the worst decisions you ever make. So um, we're going to get to the phones. I know Carrie has a question in-house here about some tires, but we've got some callers. And Carrie, I'm going to have to put them first. So we've got Ken, Sharon, and James. I'm sure uh, Carrie won't mind waiting. But Ken and Scottsdale, 2002 Ford Escape Hybrid. Uh-oh, I better be up to speed on my hybrid skills here. Ken, how can we help you? Yeah, it's actually a 2022. Um, oh, so yeah. So I have a question. I have a question that's just uh, bugging me crazy. It's it's a brand-new car bought less than six, slightly less than six months ago. I'm a heavy driver. I'm not the go-to-church. I have almost uh, 13,000 miles on that car in less than six months because I go to Tucson all the time. Right. My oil life is still showing. I've got 30% oil life. I've called the dealership on this about rotating tires they say it's not needed i'm an old school guy from you know 70s and 80s you know rotate your tire for three to five thousand miles etc tires look good cars running fine i'm just i guess asking you guys for validation that if the app says my car still has 30 percent oil life i should believe it or well gosh that's a loaded question right there and there's two questions it's tires and and um 
you know, and the oil. I guess on the tires, you're probably 15,000 is okay, you know, or 7,500. A lot of highway miles. What I'm looking for is even tread wear. Um, used to be, you know, the fronts would take a lot of turning around town. The edges would wear, so you want to get those on the back. You know, some people argue you want to put the new tires on the front. And I used to always say that because when you come in and you buy new tires, I want to send you out feeling really good. The steering's nice and everything. But now the, the sentiment has changed newer tires in the rear because if you have a blowout, you don't want to have a blowout in the rear because that causes the car to start getting wobbly in the back end and then it gets sideways and then flat tire digs in and trips. Now, as far as your oil change goes, man, that's highway miles. So the computer is calculating. The computer's smart. There's an algorithm in there. It knows how many times you start the car cold and when you shut it off and how long it takes to warm up and so on and so forth. So, I, you know, you, if you've listened to the show regularly, I'm not a big believer in those long oil changes. Now, how many miles have, have you, how many miles has it been since it's told you to do an oil change? Is it still brand new on the first oil change? Correct. Still brand new at wow. 12,700 miles right now. How long do you intend to keep this car for? Uh, years? A couple, three years at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, again, this is that debate. That there's an oil life monitor in there. Those are easy miles on that car. So one thing you could do if you're really interested, you can you can go online and find an oil sample kit and, and have the dealer take a sample of your oil if you wanted to. You know, geek out on it that much like we do sometimes. Um, I would if you're in a, if you're going to keep the, the car only three to four years, I consider just follow the oil life monitor in that case, or pick an even number, do it at ten thousand every ten thousand. As long as they're using good synthetic oil, uh, that's probably okay considering the fact that you're using a lot of highway miles and you're going back and forth to Tucson. However, if you if that changes during the life cycle of that car and you end up being around town a lot, I'd cut that back to seventy five hundred or even five. I mean, at my shops we're kind we're at five right now. We're kinda of considering pushing it up to six or even seventy five hundred on our limit, even on our synthetic oils. You just gotta remember as the car ages you need to get eyes on that car to make sure that something's not happening. We just had a BMW in in uh, my import car specialist shop. Their car's blown up in between oil changes. The last oil change was thirteen thousand miles ago. Had she brought that car in fifty five hundred miles earlier, and we're not talking an old car, it's only got seventy seven thousand miles on it. Or, you know, maybe it was 87, a little bit higher. But nonetheless, low enough where it shouldn't have mattered, that car is blown up dead. And we probably, not we or anybody else, would have caught that failure had she brought that car in for an, uh, for an oil change in between that long extension that BMW has. So, Ken, that's the long answer to not a real simple question. Um, you know, pick your poison, um, but but I'd be okay maybe with the oil life monitor on the first couple, uh, especially if they're given to you for free, and then dial it back a little bit after that as the as the mileage goes up. So good luck with that. Great phone call. And again, it reminds me we need to get Jason from Lab 1 in, our tribologist, to, to talk about oil again. So Shannon and Mace has got a... Man, I gotta get my glasses on. I think it's a 2023 Toyota GR86. You don't see very many of those. How can we help you yes. with the car today? Well, I'm I'm going to be getting it in about two two weeks, and I had a question about is it is it a good idea to have the dealership install an alarm system? I want to get one of those, or should I just go um, to a um, just a regular shop to do that? If if it's a better idea to go to a shop, do you ha- can you recommend anything in the East Valley? Mm, well, you know, I why would you want to get an alarm? The car has got a lot of theft deterrent stuff already built into it from the factory. Um, what are your What are your concerns, or what do you What are you thinking about the alarm? Well, you know, I'm not going to for a while. I'm not going to have it in a garage, so mm. that's kind of what I'm. You know, I've heard that, for example, getting a cover for the catalytic converter is a good idea because they're stealing them so much. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was thinking maybe that would sort of thaw. You know, any kind. So, in other words, you're thinking it because of all the security things, it might not need um, an alarm system. 
Yeah, it really doesn't. Nobody can probably steal that car unless they're a very sophisticated thief with some high-tech electronics, which is not, you know, most car thefts are a, are a, a crime of opportunity. People are looking for a ride or there's, you know, there just happens somebody left their keys in their car or something like that. Nobody's going to be able to steal this car. Um, and I'm not even so sure this car needs a catalytic converter shield. I don't know of the location of the catalytic converter on this car, but there's a company that we use the catalytic converter shields from called Cat Shield. You could go on various websites and look them up, and if they don't make one, you could go back and look for a 2021 GR86. They're roughly the same car. If they don't make one for it, they probably don't need one. So I wouldn't be terribly concerned. But if you're out in the East Valley, maybe check with the guys at H&I Automotive. They don't install alarm systems that I'm aware of, but they may have a great referral for you uh, okay. to, to get that done. But I, I would, I'm kind of thinking my gut is telling me, I, I, you know, back in the day, we used to put an alarm on everything because we put stereos in them and put aftermarket wheels, and, and cars didn't have alarms. But that car's got an alarm on it, so I'm not so sure that I would um, spend any extra money at the dealership. And not that that's at the dealership, but just in the car in general with, um, with, with putting an alarm on it. So I hope that helps you, Sharon. Enjoy that new car when you get it. Those are pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, one more quick question. Oh, sure. Go for it. I, I have another car that I want to store. Um, and, you know, if I can store this in, in a another garage, then I can just go ahead and store my new GR86 here. But do you know of any – I know you talked about this a while back. You had some um, – you, you talked about some garages where you can go on a website, and they, they have throughout the valley. In the mm -hmm. East Valley, do you have them? And are they safe? Yes, there's a company that we're involved with called SpaceFit. You will find them on BumperToBumperRadio.com. And what SpaceFit does, it puts people like you in touch with people that have an extra garage space. And you can pick and select. You put in your area. and it's, I'm not sure if they have an app yet, but there's definitely a website. Um, and you can go pick and, and look what's available in your area. And it might be some people that leave for the summer and they got a spare garage spot. It might be, you know, grandma that does doesn't drive anymore. It's got room in the car, got a three-car garage. So there's various reasons that people might want to do that. But yes, for sure. Check out Space Fit is the name of the company. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much right. for your help. You're welcome. Thanks for the call and thanks for listening. Yeah, you'll find Space Fit in all the shops that participate with us that help make Bumper to Bumper Radio happen. You'll find them at BumperToBumperRadio.com. And when you're at BumperToBumperRadio.com, you're going to find the old shows, everything, all the other shows catalogs. So you can search by category. If you missed something or you thought you heard something last week and you want to go verify it, you can find those there. You can find Detail Shop, Body Shop, Mechanical Shop, Diesel Shop, anything you need. And if you don't find it there, what I encourage you to do is call the shop in your neighborhood and say, hey, I found you on Bumper to Bumper Radio and I'm looking for an alarm guy or a detailer or a window tent. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper to Bumper Radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Tommy Mello here, owner of A1 Garage Store Service. Springtime savings are here, and now is the perfect time to service your garage. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests, dirt, debris, and cold air. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Don't wait until there's a problem. Call A1 Garage Door Service for all of your garage door needs. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. A1Garage.com. A1 from day one. Trust.
Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Breaking news is always first. Always first. Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News time is 11:30. I'm Troy Barrett. Arizona statewide average price for a gallon of gas it's inching down a little bit, sitting at four dollars and sixty-eight cents a gallon. AAA says that is down two cents from last weekend. The average price around the valley is five oh two, which is also down two cents from a week ago. The Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive is happening today, and here's how you can help. It's real easy. You can put six to maybe eight non-perishable food items in your mailbox and those will be picked up by your mail carrier it'll be split between different food banks across arizona and you can even make financial donations uh, to st mary's foodbank.org let's get a check of traffic now live from the valley chevy dealers traffic center here's tom keeble Thank you, Troy. Good news up in North Phoenix. The crash westbound Loop 101 at 19th Avenue is totally clear. So you're good to go. Smooth sailing up there on the 101. We still have a crash 52nd Street and Roosevelt Street and a new crash in chandler Kyrene Road at the Loop 202 Santan. This was a surface street right, right underneath where uh, the highway runs there. Also, we have road closures. I-10 eastbound between U.S. 60 and the Loop 202 Santan. Uh, southbound Interstate 7 between Greenway and Northern Avenue. Those two will reopen on Monday morning. And then out in Mesa, eastbound Loop 202, the Santan between Bell Vista and US 60. That's expected to reopen this afternoon. For traffic, Tom Keeble, KTAR News. Thank you, Tom. KTAR weather for the Valley. Going to be sunny, warm, and a little breezy today with a high of 97. Get a little bit hotter for Mother's Day. Lots of sunshine, a little bit breezy as well. 99 the forecast time. There could be a few spots hit triple digits on your Mother's Day. We'll be right around 100 on Monday. We'll have slight chances for isolated showers over the next couple of days, especially tomorrow, Tuesday, and Thursday. Right now it's 89 degrees in Apache Junction. Weather's brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. May is National Stroke Awareness Month, and this month's KTAR News Community Spotlight is on Barrow Neurological Institute. KTAR and Barrow encourage you to learn the signs of stroke and remember to think B fast. B for sudden balance difficulties, E for eye and vision issues, F for facial drooping, A for arm weakness, S for sudden speech difficulties, and T for time to call 911. To learn more, visit barrowneuro.org slash stroke. KTAR News, proud to shine our community spotlight on Barrow Neurological Institute. Make your memorial memorable with Bunker to Bunker's 12th Annual Memorial Weekend Golf Tournament presented by Macanudo Inspirado Cigars on Saturday, May 27th at Los Caballeros Golf Club. Open to the public, the two-person scramble benefits Phoenix Children's Hospital and it's loaded with special prizes, awards, breakfast, and even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $115. The event is open to the public and singles are welcome, but space is limited. So come join us and register today at BunkerGolf.com. Old-fashioned service with all the latest in modern technology. It's not a dream. It's what they do at Import Car Specialists. Conveniently located in the Biltmore area, right off the 51 at Indian School. The expert team at Import Car Specialists look forward to solving all of your import service needs. So bring in your classics, that old Triumph, Alfa Romeo, or maybe your new BMW, Mercedes, or Audi. They can take care of all of it for you. Check them out today at Import Car Specialists. Hey now, are you driving around in a filthy car and don't have two hours to waste sitting at an inconvenient location getting a bad car wash or detail? Hi, Scott Drummond here, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. And I'm Marcus Morton, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. We've been servicing the Valley for over 15 years with a five-star rated service. We come to you to wash and detail your car at home, the office, or even on the golf course. Check us out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com or PitStopDetailing.com. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. 
We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. That's champsfamilyautomotive.com. Cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs. You're covered bumper to bumper on KTAR News. Hey, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy. I'm here with you every single Saturday, and we've been talking about the weather and how 100 degrees is my trigger. You know, everybody gets triggered by something, and I'm going to say my trigger for your car is 100 degrees. That's when we need to start talking about the things we've been de- deferring, and that's when the weather. So just because it turns 100 degrees doesn't mean your car's going to break down. Don't get me wrong. It just is what my kind of my my gauge or my barometer. That's my flag. That's my alarm I set in my phone or on my calendar. When it's consistently 100 degrees, we need to make sure our tires are good, the air conditioning's good, the batteries, the things are going to leave us broken down and and not. Uh, they never happen when they're convenient. You know, like I've always say, you can choose when you want to replace your battery, or your battery will choose when you replace your battery. You should be the one. You know, you should be the one in, in charge of that. So. Again, we're here with you every single Saturday to help you with whatever it is on your car. I talked briefly before the break about BumperToBumperRadio.com. You go there listen to some old shows. If you need to find a repair shop or you have a, a, a question about uh, anything, you'll find SpaceFit there, which is a great solution for storing cars. And that's not only if you're looking to store a car, by the way, but SpaceFit, you can sign up and rent out your garage space for somebody that needs needs space to store an extra car that they may have. So if you've got extra room in your garage or you leave for the summer or something like that, might be something to look into. One of the other great shops that you'll find when you go to BumperToBumperRadio.com is um, Accurate Automotive, truly family-run, Lee and Kathy. Lee and Kelly, Lee and Kelly Weatherby have been there. Acura Automotive a long, long time over there in Central Mesa, uh, Rubson and Broadway. So if you're looking for anything repaired in your car, import domestic diesel, they pretty much handle it for you. So six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven is the number. It's six zero two. Two seven seven five eight two seven. I'm a little bit slow on logging into my text messages, but I don't see I've got any yet. You can send me a text message at four one one nine two three, and I do see one in there. We'll talk about in a minute. Tom from Phoenix has got a Hyundai Elantra, and we're going to help him with that. It looks like a 2004. Tom, how can we help you today? Yeah, uh, I got a car for my son. It was in great shape. Long story short, he's driving along, hit a bad pothole. All of a sudden, rear engine leak. My question to you, I it's quite a bit of money to, from somebody to fix that. I guess they got to take the transmission out and put a new seal in there. What's your opinion about rear engine seal uh, that you buy at the... Uh, like O'Reilly's comes in a bottle. What's up with that? Uh, well, not a good idea, really. I, I find it hard to believe that a, the the episode of coming in contact with a pothole created an oil leak. That that those the math doesn't add up there. I'm sure he hit a pothole, but I'm it's likely that he had an oil leak prior to that, unless something. I mean, unless he damaged something by you know the oil pan or something but there's no correlation i don't think between the pothole and the and the uh rear main seal leak and for everybody out there that's listening to what tom's talking about is the rear main seal of the engine that is sandwiched behind the torque converter or the flywheel and the ring gear or whatever you want to call it there but the engine and transmission then get bolted together the only way to get to that seal on most cars unless it's an old jeep or something with a rope seal is you've got to remove the end of the transmission or the engine separate them and put a new seal in there what tom was talking about is oil stop leak in a can and i guess if you don't like your car you're not going to keep it very long that might work 
but it in some cases could cause other cause more damage than good because what that basically is I, I mean I saw thirty years ago I had a guy teach me and yeah he would you know maybe not the best guy that you want to be buying a used car from or something but your car had a little bit of oil leak they put a tiny bit of brake fluid in the oil well, what the heck are you doing that for well brake fluid will make that seal swell up or you know they put some additive or put something in there that makes the seal swell there used to be some stuff called motor purr and the guy the salesman were always bringing around and you have a rubber plug inside there and say look at this look how much it makes that rubber seal swell up it'll and here's the original size and here's what it is after it's been in the motor purr syrup for a while and that seal was blown up three times the size well, not only is it going to blow up the seal that's leaking, swell it, but it's going to, it doesn't discriminate. It's going to go swell up every other rubber seal that it comes in contact with inside that engine. So that being said, you may fix a whole bunch of seals that don't need fixing. And when I say fixing, I mean swelling up. You know, the snake oil kind of thing. So I'm not a big fan of it, Tom. If you're in a bind and you're on the side of the road, you got to make it home. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But that's not fixing the car. That's a Band-Aid at best, and it might cause other problems. And I guess I'll go on a real quick public service announcement real quick about radiator stop leak. Bad idea. Import shop this week. We're fixing a Volkswagen. It's got a leaky water pump. We pull it apart, there's just this goop in the radiator. And that guy thought a little bit of stop leak was good, so a lot is better. Well, that can cause more problems, too. It'll start If you have a radiator cooling system that's not in great shape, again, it doesn't know what a leak is. It just, this stop leak wants to plug holes and stop flow. So now, all of a sudden, not only do we have a leaky water pump that we could have just fixed, probably, now we've got a plugged-up radiator because the stop leak has impacted itself and plugged up everything in the radiator. So a lot of times, those those stop leaks and stuff are just not a good idea, and they can cause more harm than foul. So, or more harm than good, but not more harm than foul. I was about to say no harm, no no harm, no foul, but no more harm than good. Now the I'm mixed just, metaphor. Yeah, I'm I'm just babbling now. So Mike and Gilbert, it's your turn to hear me babble a little bit about your GMC Sierra. How can we help you, Mike? Yes, sir. I uh, thank you very much for taking my call here. Uh, I replaced my uh, uh, I installed a brand new out of the box uh, throttle body. And uh, I followed the instructions on how to uh, relearn the idle, uh, you know, without a scanner, of course. And uh, it didn't work for me. And uh, I've been doing this. It's already been about two weeks here. And nothing's happening. So I want to see what your advice is on that. And if your shop does this kind of things and what it will run me. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, one more time on that. I missed the one on the, on the throttle body. So you did the relearn. But what's happening to the idle now? Is it just not idling properly? Is Are you not getting no, any acceleration? High, I'm sorry, yes. It's high idle. Uh, when I fire it up, it goes up to uh, 2,000, 2,500 RPMs. Oof. And uh, once in a great while, I'll come outside and fire it up, and it will idle at 600 RPMs where it should be and stuff. And uh, But it's just erratic. It comes and goes. So it's and an intermittent. Right is it setting it? And this is a fly-by-wire. There is no throttle cable on this model, or is there a throttle cable no. as well? No cable. No, no cable. No cable. Because this is that. There's kind of some in-between years there. So I was a little bit confused. Well, and then why did you replace the throttle body in the first place? I guess would be my original question to go back. Well, because I have a scanner. I scanned it. Uh, I was going down the road, and the uh, the limp mode came on, and uh, reduced engine power, and all that kind of stuff came on. I put a scanner on there, and it said. Yeah, I got code uh, 2135 and uh, uh, throttle position sensor, so I just went ahead and replaced the whole thing. Yeah, see, that's the problem is, uh, you know, the code, now I don't know exactly what that code is, but that code doesn't mean the throttle position sensor, which is part of the throttle body in that case, is bad. It could have been a circuit failure, not necessarily a sensor, or it could have been the, the, the pedal position sensor potentially. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it seems to be intermittent, I'd really be checking the connections, make sure your pin terminals are tight. I would say that, that possibly some vacuum leaks or something would be happening, but vacuum leaks are not intermittent 
So I think we need to go back to square one. I wouldn't put your old throttle back, throttle body back on necessarily, but I think you need to start by clearing out the computer, see if it sets a code, and then start from square one and start the diagnosis again. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about um, the relearn process and attaching that to the vehicle without a scan tool because that's not how we do it. We don't. We have the scan tool, and so that's the process I know. I don't know the workaround for that or if there even is one, but I think we need to go back and start from the beginning and uh, and properly diagnose it. And really, you know, when you're doing that work yourself, read the code, read the description, read what the requirements are to the conditions to set that code. And then after you've read it once, read it twice and read it a third time to make sure you fully understand it. So we're going to take a quick break. Listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll be right back. Are you a business trying to find the right relationship for your company's fleet maintenance and repairs? Are you looking for someone to look after your bottom line and have your back? Does convenience matter like pickup and drop-off, realistic return times, and rapid repair assessment to minimize downtime and maximize efficiency? This is Lee Weatherby, and that's what Accurate Automotive is known for. Our expertise is to help you with the major repairs and regular service that you can depend on to keep your fleet running and taking care of your customers and your bottom line. We handle the small maintenance, but also can come to the rescue on repairs you may not be able to do internally, and we do it on time and efficiently to help you run your business effectively. We have the parts and the experts to do your work right the first time. Give us a call for a free quote at 480-890-0409. Let's build that relationship. Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends in Mesa at Robeson and Broadway. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com today. Tommy Mello here, owner of A1 Garage Door Service. Springtime savings are here, and now is the perfect time to service your garage. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests, dirt, debris, and cold air. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Don't wait until there's a problem. Call A1 Garage Door Service for all of your garage door needs. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. Cross the border and into the city You and I can both get jobs And finally see what it means to be living all right, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We're going to wrap this baby up in about 10 minutes and 20 seconds is about the time we've got left. Got a couple callers. We've got Mike. We've got Kevin. One coming in. Maybe room for a couple more at 602-277-5827. Uh, one of the text messages, I guess the only text message I got today was, tell us about your digital inspection that you mentioned last week. We had a listener call in that just happened to be a customer of Virginia Auto Service, and was impressed with the digital inspection that we do. And what many shops do and what we've been doing since I think 2014 or 13 is all my technicians, besides having a computer workstation at their, you know, at their toolbox, every single one of them has their own computer. They've all got their own iPad. You wouldn't have thought about that in 1985 or 95 for that matter, right? So we have a program called Auto Vitals. And that program allows if it entertains or intertwines with our management system and they communicate and we do inspections on your car. So when when uh, Joe, the mechanic, calls you and says, hey, you've got a coolant link or your brakes are worn down or your bushings are torn, we're just not telling you. We're showing you. So these are not canned photographs. 
you know, I've seen inspection programs from some of the dealers. They call it their world-class inspection because this fancy little book. Well, those are just canned, you know, Getty images or something like that. They're not your car. And so what I like to tell our clients and our customers, when we send you a picture of a bushing, that's the bushing on your car. When we send you a picture of your dirty, nasty cabin air filter, that's your dirty cabin air filter, not a stock photo off the Internet. So, But we don't just show you the bad stuff. We show you the good stuff because that's important to an inspection. The purpose of a vehicle inspection is not to just go find everything wrong with the car. It's to catalog and memorialize, if you will, all the good things, too. And that's just not to pat you on the back of your car and make you feel good, necessarily. But we can then predict things. So when we take a measurement of your brakes with a brake measuring tool and show you that the brake pads are 9 millimeters thick, then you know that. We know it for next time. We don't need to pull the wheel to check the brakes. And then we can predict, gosh, those brakes are going to be good for another 20,000 miles probably. Or contrary to that, we might check the brakes and say, well, geez, these things only have five millimeters left. You know, we're probably going to need to get you in your next oil change so you can prepare for brakes. So that digital inspection program is great. And then we text it or we email it to you, and we put it in categories like a stoplight, green, yellow, and red. And, and we'll go through there. So we can notate. We can put arrows. We can circle. We can fade things. And it's just a great way to document the car. It's you know we can, there's some things that protect us. We 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 document prior damage. Um, we we want to photograph the dash with the with the license or with the mileage, all kinds of stuff. But it's also there for you, and then you get that document and you own that. That's yours. It's a PDF or it's a it's a website you know link that's never going to go away. And you can always refer back to that, uh, back to that digital inspection is is what it is. It's just putting photographs and uh, onto a onto an inspection and, and tying it to your car. So hopefully that helps answer the question. Whoever that was that sent that text message in, that it's a really a great product. It lets the consumers know and have a better understanding of really what's going on. So Kevin in Peoria. A Chevy truck, it looks like, in 2004, Chevy Tahoe. Man, I tell you, my eyesight has gotten bad in the last week, or something's going on with this game. Hey, I got, What's I going got on? Two, I got two 2000 Fords, a Tahoe, Chevy's, a, uh, a Chevy 2500, and a Tahoe. Bought them okay. both about the same time. Cool. I got the same thing going on with both of them. Uh-oh. Be driving, be driving down the road, and the air conditioner will start blowing hot on the driver's side and still be cold on the passenger side. Pull off to the side of the road, shut the engine off, restart it, and everything's fine. Drive down the road, and it doesn't happen often, just about once every month or two, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the, the, the passenger side will be blowing cold. The driver's side will be blowing hot. You can play with all the dials and knobs while you're driving. It won't do anything until you shut the engine off and restart it. Now, when you say it's blowing hot air, is it blowing heated hot air or is it blowing ambient temperature air? I think it's blowing hot air. It's warm. Usually, I don't check it till the summertime. Right. So, well, but it seems like it's blowing the heater air. Yeah. Well, what you've got in there, the way that that system is set up on Chevrolet, whether it's a Chevy, a Tahoe, a Toyota, a BMW, a lot of them. You know, old school air conditioner. We had a a, a, a blue and a and a red uh, line that one it was fatter on one end and narrowed out in the middle, and and you slide that, and that was hard. You know, as a car got older, you're really wrestling that that lever to to what you're doing is you're blending the air. Mine, mine's got mine's got dual knobs. It's got a left knob and a right knob for heat and cold. Yeah, one exactly. for the left side of the truck. Exactly. So what I was saying is, you know, we used to have to slide that lever to blend that air um, or, or get the hot, the cold, get it to come out of the defrost or the floorboard or whatever. That was all done with cables. And what Kevin's got on his 2004 Tahoe and just about every new car since then is everything is electronic, Kevin. So what's happening there, There's a you've got a controller. So that controller could be having an intermittent problem or you've got the blend door. Door or the mode door. The blend is what's going to give you the hot and the cold, but then yours is even more complicated because it's got driver's side, passenger side, independent temperatures. So basically what there is, there's a series of duct work down there underneath the dash 
with doors and motors to blend and to move air where you want them. And probably what's happening when you pull over and shut it off, you're basically resetting everything or rebooting the system, if you will, and it works fine. Now, that's intermittently happening, so that's a problem that's hard. I know that we've got a, you know, 20... 10-year-old Cadillac at the shop now that's kind of kicking our butt with a similar problem. Just out of the blue, it's it's cold. It's just hot for no reason. And the air conditioner is charged. Sometimes we do, and I don't think this is your um, situation, Kevin. If the car is low on charge, oftentimes we get the complaint that the driver's side is cool, but the passenger side is not. Now, I don't know if that's some programming built in as a default or not, but we've had many cases with that description of the problem where was, the car was simply low on charge. However, Kevin, I, I'm, I'm sure that's not the problem with with your air conditioning at all. So, again, with the air conditioning systems, we got... It's multiple different issues there. We've got different subsections, if you will. You've got the compressor, the condenser, and the hoses, and all the pressurized part. That's what makes the cold air. Now, once we've got cold air, now we've got to get that air to blow on you or into the cabin, which is the duct work, the vent work, the AC controls, and all that stuff. So, again, it's two things. The ability to make cold air and then the ability to move that air over to you to keep you comfortable. And I'll tell you what, we've seen lately some cars with the cooling systems. You talk about the cooling systems and radiators, heaters. We've had car, you heard me talk about the Audi last week. We had a Volkswagen the other day, failed emissions. We had to put a new heater core in the car. Everybody said, what the hell is a heater core got to do with failing emissions? Well, the water, the way that the, the, the flow of the water works on that car, the, the water has to flow through the heater core before it can get to the EGR valve cooler for the emissions. So now the emission system is not seeing a temperature decrease because there's no flow of water because the heater core is restricted. So these things get all tied together and convoluted. And I thought, never thought in my lifetime I would replace a heater core in a car to make it pass emissions. You told me that 15 years ago. You'd probably, probably still be in the insane asylum. So, Carrie, did you have a quick question? You had something at the beginning of the show you wanted well, to talk yeah. about. About tires or something. Heat and tires. So we talk about heat and batteries and heat and air conditioning. So in Arizona, with the extreme conditions, it must affect tires differently the same way as opposed to back east. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, you know, the tires are going to increase pressure as they heat up. So that's another thing. You want to think about that. set yeah. your tire pressures cold. And what we mean when we say cold is... You know, maybe a couple mile trip up to the tire shop or the Costco where you get the nitrogen or whatever. Um, um, tires should be inflated cold. And remember, we'll go back to the tire since I was talking about in the beginning. You do not inflate the tire to the pressure on the side of the tire. That number is the maximum pressure at the maximum load. You want to go to the door sticker and you want to use that number to set the inflation of the tires. The other thing with heat on the tire, if your tire begins to lose air or is underinflated, that smashes the sidewall down a little right. bit. That's a little bit of a crease. And that driving down the road is where the tire will start to come apart. That's the highest, highest point of temperature and creates tire failure. Oftentimes we'll go to repair a tire that was low. We pulled off, it's full of dust inside. That tire is garbage. It was driven too low on a flat on a on a low tire. So definitely heat will kill the tire. So thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for joining us on Bumper to Bumper Radio. We will be back next week at eleven o'clock again. Stay cool. See you next Saturday.